Welcome to the Poe Politicking Show, created in 2008. Poe Politicking is a hip-hop meets self-help brand. With each conversation, we teach the babies and share success secrets with you, the listener. Our focus is to preserve the hip-hop culture and introduce the future upcoming stars. Past guests of the Poe Politicking Show include Yo Gotti, Megan The Stallion, The Baby, Currency, MC Light, Jay Prince, Dead Prez, Razzcast, and more. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts to get automatic updates of each episode. Keep politicking with Poe on social media at Poe Politicking. Visit our website, PoePolitikin.com, for more exclusive content. PoePolitikin.com. What up, what up? This is Sir Veterano, and right now I'm Poe Politikin. You can check my new album, The Gathering, out in stores everywhere, or you can reach out to me on Instagram at Sir Veterano. Peace. Hey, hey, they not fucking with this. We back, back at it. We back at it, niggas. Conclusive, homie. We figured it out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we influenced this shit, man. S-A-S chain. That steady chain shit, man. Yeah. Click, clack music. The most influential niggas out here, man. Yeah. I'm serving fiends out the rental. Triple doubles in the day. That's what we been on. Bones of stone that my skin on. Your life is a cat, put your 20 and 10 on. That fake shit gets no play. This is not for you, but it's okay. I'm on that West Coast, meaning y'all niggas is singing on death row. Like Michelle still pitching that fish. Hit take a snip, it's that fish fillet. Yeah, corner store video music. Name ringing like Liberty, banging on the beast. My gang activity, my heart beats UEP. And Stokely, when I'm low key, I deserve a trophy. From hot and packed touchdown when I'm OT. It's a rap, nah, it's a roti. If you approach me, as if you won't chimney smoke, I'm smoking shit. It don't get dope as this. The magnum opus is the gangsters and the gods of the same car. Rope shit. It's all for the money with a bad bitch. Started from the block, never switch. No hearts unacceptable. Started way back, repped the bowl. It's all for the money with a bad bitch. Started from the block, never switch. No hearts unacceptable. Started way back. English winner, author, I fuck with Malcolm, but my southeast approach a little harder. Bang a panther, more resembling of a bunchy carter. Okay, corral with the Babylons till I martyr for my Lincoln Park. In my fresh yard, Parker, jab jeans, strap bean. Same scheme as when I pour back lean with my crack team. Set philanthropist, make sure the homies had cream. By any means, and make sure those in green could grab dreams. Me and my amigo act like we don't know the politics. Race, ride, and Folsom, he still gonna bring apologies. Get distinguished when the topic is my bag of coins The gentleman and leisure come out when the lady of the night adjoins I clean up nights, don't I? Renaissance gangster shit Real Pendleton Greenspan's wrist do like the Vegas Strip Harley bike with the slap when I peel out S.A.S. on the fearing to signify when the reel's out It's all for the money with a bad bitch Started from the block, never switch No hearts unacceptable Started way back, grab the bowl for the money with a bad bitch Started from the block, never switch No hearts unacceptable Started way back, wrecked the ball Community, resources, and progress My state, I stick to the process 
success. One less, it's no contest. Call it on a nigga. Yeah, we the best. Foundation strong, so murder the opposition. Drive by music, it birthed my intuition. It's Mad City, and mad bad bitches. And mark ass clowns who dealing the set switches. Never died, me and my homie Mitchie. Planets to you niggas, they starting to look bitchy. Metaphor Pete, nigga so hard. Rep the boat's front line, headed for prison yards. Thicker than water I run this shit like Nino running the Carter Yeah, money first Round it, mine of a lunatic Attitude front, punk Best lose it quick Yeah, sauce for the money with a bad bitch Started from the block, never switch No hearts unacceptable Started way back, grab the bowl Sauce for the money with a bad bitch Started from the block, never switch Welcome back to PolePolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you go on Spotify, on Apple Music, YouTube, Google Play. Type in PolePolitik and listen to my interviews since 2008. One, two, one, two, and place to be with Sir Vecchiano. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm great. So where's your hometown? Where you from? Well, I'm outside of, uh, outside of San Francisco. I don't like to say exactly which town I'm from uh, because I live in a kind of smaller area, um, but I live in the Central Valley between uh, Stockton, Modesto, Manteca, Tracy. It's, it's kind of a, a hub, a cluster of cities out here that's um, connected right to San Francisco and to Sacramento. All right. Let me ask you about your name. I know that means a veteran in Spanish. Yeah. 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 So, the, I mean, the way that I actually got my name was um, I had a poster up in my in my uh, room when I was uh, when I was younger. And my boy saw it. And he's like, that's a dope poster. And what it was, was a um, it was kind of like a 1930s um, uh, advertisement poster. And it was for a brand called uh, Veterano uh, Brandy. And the product was, I think, either that or vice versa. But the last name, the, the name on it, the, the, the kind of brandy it was, was Osborne. And that's my last name. And so my boy saw it. He was just like, I'm going to call you Veterano because it just, you know, it, it, it kind of synced up perfectly. It's like, that's a dope ass name. You know, like, why don't you go by Veterano? I'm just like, all right, whatever. And so that's kind of how it came together. So it was uh, based on this poster I had in my room. Okay. And then how'd you get involved with music? Well, I've always been involved in music. Um, I, when I was, I want to say maybe 15, um, I got, well, when I started high school, I was, how old was I? I guess I had to have been like 14. And I was a freshman and friends that I had were older. They're like a couple years uh, ahead. So they were like juniors and they used to be DJs. And I was really into hip hop and I was already like break dancing. I was graffiti writing and, you know, and so I was like, yeah, let me, let me try this DJ thing out. And uh, since 14 and on, I was DJing. And then when I turned 15, um, I was able to get a job at McDonald's. I bought my, uh, my first set of turntables. They were, I went, 
you know, I went for, I swung for the fences and I saved up enough to get Technique 1200s and, and a Vest Tax mixer and, and I bought a bunch of records and, and that kind of translated into music production because I had such an appreciation for, for what I was spinning and, and I had an interest in that. And uh, I had a friend in the neighborhood who was looking for a DJ and, um, and so I went over there and he was also a graffiti writer and we kind of just hit it off and he had music equipment. He's like, yeah, I've been making, you know, messing around making my own beats and stuff. I was just like, well, I've been kind of thinking about it myself. So then I just started making beats right away and that kind of took over. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still a DJ at heart, but the music production, um, I mean, it, you just had to put it in front of me and I just took full advantage of it. And, uh, and you know, I, I haven't stopped ever since really. So who are some of your influences as far as the producers? Well, when I think about it, it's, it always comes back to the same people. Um, growing up, I loved um, DJ Premier, Pete Rock. Um, I loved uh, DJ Shadow, uh, Dan the Automator, because he did uh, Dr. Octagon. You know, that's kind of like a, a beloved uh, underground classic. And so that production on there was dope. Um, I, I liked uh, The Alchemist. Uh, I love The Alchemist. I mean, I, I, I can't say enough good things about him. Um, Warren G, uh, Battle Cat, you know, it, it's some West Coast people that, and a lot of times, you know, when you're coming up, you don't really know the name of the producer. You know, you just know you like this song or you like the production from this album and you find out, oh, it's done by this one person. So a perfect example would be like the, like the first Dilated album. You know, there was Alchemist all over that thing. And, uh, you know, he ended up having his own signature sound because of that. Um, and, you know, so those are some of my influences. I also, um, I also refer back to a Tribe Called Quest's um, Beats, Rhymes, and Life. That production-wise was my, you know, uh, was my Tribe album. You know, everyone has their favorites, but I look at, the production from there that kind of, that was different and it kind of really you know blew my mind and later did we find out that it was you know q-tip and and dilla um and um it was ali shaheed uh they were the huma uh, production team for for tribe so it was kind of like an in-house thing and so i referenced that as well because that album was like a big influence on me then how would you describe your signature sound um, uh, how would I say? Well, it's ever evolving. I always say it's ever evolving. Um, so I can't really say yet that there's a signature. I do know that whenever I do work on music, um, I have a direction. So it could be grimy or it could be cleaned up. But I will say that I always revert back to the original, uh, place where I started making beats, which is, you know, uh, dusty records, um, you know, hard, gritty drums. I think about like Soul Survivor, um, the uh, Pete Rock album. The first Soul Survivor, that was big. It, it was very influential on me and it was tough. You know what I mean? Like it was hard. It was, it was hard hitting and it was grimy and it, it had a variety of everything that, that I love in music production. So if I were to say anything, I'd probably say that it, it 
goes back to the roots of it all for me, and that's uh, real grimy, hard-hitting hip-hop, uh, head nod stuff. And, um, you know, and like I said, when you're ever evolving, uh, you know, I'll leave it up to everyone else to decide what they feel my signature sound is. But for me right now, I'm just working and working. Man, what kind of equipment do you use? Well, I've graduated from the from the uh, the hardware, the the keyboards, and the synths, and all that stuff. And I've uh, I primarily make my music um, on uh, on my computer. So I have uh, I use I use FL Studio Fruity Loops. Um, used to get a bad rap, but now people you know, can discover what they can do with it. So I use that, I have a MIDI keyboard and I have a, just a, a plethora of uh, synths, uh, live instrumentation, VSTs and plugins. And so I just, I'm, it's plug-in city on, on my end and it allows me to do everything that I want. And the cool thing is uh, that I'm able to filter, you know, the, the for producers out there, I'm pretty sure they know this already, but there's a lot of um, programs that can dirty up and muddy up your, your sound and get the sound that you're looking for to give you that nostalgic, you know, vibe uh, in your, in your uh, beats. So, you know, it, I can always, basically what I'm saying is it starts clean and then I can muddy it up based on my own choosing and get the sound that I'm looking for. So uh, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. Then describe your creative process. Well, that's, I mean, well, so first of all, uh, right, I've been working a nine to five for the, like the last eight years uh, because I did take a pause in the music business and decided yeah, to talk you about that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get into that. Um, but uh, my, so my process now is to get my work done in my nine to five um, and then go to work in my in my uh, studio space, and there really is no kind of rhyme or reason to anything. If I'm working on a specific project, which I have been since I kind of came back, um, I am pretty organized now. Now I'm just like, let me finish all the production for this, and then let me move to that, and move to that, and I move pretty quickly. Uh, because a lot of times I'll do something that I feel is about 80% done, send it to them, make sure that they like it. And if they like it, then they'll either lay down some lyrics or they'll say, yeah, I like it. Can you build a bridge for it? Or can you do a hook for it now? And then I'll finish the, the other 20% to make it a full sounding song. So everything that I send out to people is work withable. It can be changed, you know, but you get the, general idea of what I, of what I'm doing. So, so when I sit down, I'm just, you know, it's me, a glass of water, you know, one of my pets or something. And then I'm just chilling. I'm zoning out, uh, for, for hours, you know, sometimes I only be able to get an hour in. Sometimes I could get, you know, 12 hours in for the day. So it just depends on what the workload is for me, but fortunate for me in my nine to five, um, I work remotely. And I don't have to be in an office. I don't have to be somewhere all the time. I can, you know, people can call me and I can take care of business here. So that's basically what it is. It's just, you know, you just go until you, until you feel that you've accomplished something. And that's basically, if there's anything that I do in my, in my process is to make sure that I at least come up with something that I did something in 
the direction of what I'm trying to accomplish in my music career. So, you know, there, there's no wasted time. There's no, there are no wasted days and you just got to do something. Even if you have a headache and you don't, you don't really want to, to do anything, you, you still got to push yourself a little bit to, to, to say that, you know, at least I tried for today. Okay. And then you was talking about that. I had read like you started in 2000s and then you had took a break. So you, it was an eight year break. Sound like it was an eight year break. Yeah, it was about like an eight year break. That, that's pretty accurate. Um, elaborating on that, um, I was doing pretty well in the, in the music business up to that point. Um, I had been building up my resume. I'd been working with a lot of people, um, specifically on the East Coast, because I had a lot of plugs uh, out there in New York. And so, um, you know, I was working my way up doing stuff you know, I got a song off with Slaughterhouse, which was the first song that they ended up becoming a group out of. Mm. Um, my boy, uh, Nino, Nino Bless, uh, he was on that song and he was supposed to be part of the group. And then, you know, it just didn't work out. So then it just became, you know, Joe Budden and Royce and, and Crooked and uh, Ortiz. And so... Um, I was working with a lot of cats, Graf and, and a lot of people, and, and I was starting to get the, the, the calls from the higher-ups, the, the major label stuff. I was getting, uh, had a rs reaching out to me from Aftermath when, uh, you know, when things were really, really popping over there. And I think at that point, I had been going through some things personally, like in my personal life, um, that I was transitioning from okay, well, I've been grinding and things are good sometimes, sometimes they're bad. So I'm always having like a side job or, uh, you know, so I'm like, I'm about to be like 25, you know, and I feel like maybe I need to get my life together and, and, and get a foundation going and then I can come back to it. Uh, so I met my girl, uh, my, my wife now uh, in 2009 and she gave me a reason to want to do something better for myself. You know, I was kind of tired of roommating with people and sleeping on the floor and, and you know, but, but hustling and grinding. I'm just like, I can't do this forever. And I have a girl that's got her shit together. And, you know, that seems a little more appealing to me than trying to get on somebody's album. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let, you know what I mean? So I was like, nah. So we ended up building a life together, my wife and I, and, um, I kind of felt like I transitioned out of it organically. It happened on its own momentum. And if I were to come back, it would happen on its own momentum as well. And that's kind of what happened. So I, I, there wasn't a thing where I'm consciously not trying to work on music. I was just like, if it comes back and I feel good about making music again, also at that time, I was burnt out. I, I had been, you know, when you're coming up, you have, a&Rs and labels, you know, major labels and then indie labels and everyone wants a certain thing from you. Like, can you make a beat like this? We need production like so-and-so's album. And I just kind of felt like, I just want to make the thing that I want to make. I I'm tired of being a puppet to try and, you know, it, it was all about trying to get an opportunity. And sometimes I would do things that I just didn't care about, but I could do the work because I had the abilities to do it. And that's not the kind of career that I wanted. So you have that combined with me trying to get my life together and, and trying to, you know, try to be a better partner to my wife and all that. Um, that was the main incentive. But coming back, I mean, that came back on its own. And, um, 
you know, it, it, it feels good now. It, it, there's no pressure. You know what I mean? Like I got my shit together now. Now it's just fun. You know what I mean? Now I can just do what I want. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of that, I want you to talk about the gathering. Cause I saw you had like, you had a couple, a couple people I interviewed. I saw Razzcast on there. Then Mitchie Slick, he's out, he's from San Diego. So. Are you, are you based reason. in San Diego? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I saw you had, a, he's on there a, a couple songs. Yeah. 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 Um, so the, the, the gathering, I mean, so the way that that came together is my manager, Walt Licker, uh, he used to manage uh, Jake One, he used to manage uh, Planet Asia coming up uh, throughout the years. Um, so he, he's well known in the business uh, for, for his administrative stuff. And so uh, we, we've been linked up, he and I, since about 2005, 2006, because I ended up selling some beats to uh, Planet Asia for his album, Jewelry Box Sessions. And I want to say that was like 2006. And so we've been tight ever since. And so he's always kind of just been my right-hand man whenever I needed to take care of like some kind of business-related things. So his boy uh, that he grew up with, uh, and soon to be business partner uh, was a Qua who runs, you know, the uh, Fresh Yard Clothing in San Diego. You, you probably may have heard of it, but um, he wanted to start a record label. And so Walt was just like, look, I got the guy. This is uh, this is Veterano. You know, he's done this, this, this and that. And, you know, maybe we could do something. So I was linked up with him back in like 2012, but I had already been making my exit, so it never materialized. But when I came back, I kind of reached out to both of them because Walt's been checking in on me for like the last, you know, every year he'll just come by and say, hey, how you doing? You know, like, are you still thinking about making music? And I'm just like, eh, I'm kind of on my own thing. So he let me be um, until I was ready. And so then I sent out an email to Walt and Quad. I was just like, look guys, I, th I think I'm going to jump back into this. Um, let's talk about maybe doing something, but I'm just trying to get my bearings, you know, back and, and try to get, just trying to get used to making music again. And they were, um, they were ready to go when I was ready to go. So basically that's how the album started. I was just like, well, let's just get to work. And so I put together a wish list of people that I wanted to work with. Now, Mitchie, you know, you mentioned Mitchie. Um, he is he's uh, good with uh, with Qua, who's the label owner and business partner. So they've already done things based out of the their uh, based out of Qua's clothing company, which is called Fresh Yard. So he was just like, "Hey, Mitchie, I got this dude, Veterano. We're putting together this album." You know, let's let's you know, can we let's do something? Mitchie jumped on it immediately. He's like, whatever you need, let's do it. So Mitchie, that the the song uh, "My Shoes" was literally the first song that we did on the album, and that was done. I mean, maybe like a month and a half after I reached out to Quan Walt. So the process moved super fast. And then after that, you know, Razzy, you know, Raz, that's my boy. Like I've known Raz since like 2005 as well as you know planet asia and so that's family to me so i was just like raz i'm working on this thing he said say no more knocked it out and and so a lot of people that we work with were people that are within the family mers uh, uh planet asia uh let me see here i'm starting yeah, to... mc8 on there i saw who mc8 
Yeah, yeah. So um, we didn't have a relationship with MCA at the time. So the, the, a lot of people, they were family. Some people we reached out to go and get, and MCA ended up uh, getting on it after uh, Asia and Mitchie recorded their song in San Diego. They recorded their song and, and uh, they sent it over to me. I was like, well, shit, the only person I can really hear on this is MCA. Like, wouldn't it be dope if MCA did the hook and then he do a verse for us and we could make it kind of like a west coast posse cut and that's exactly what happened he sent it over to eight eight gave the <laughs> it's funny if you see if you've ever talked to, to eight uh, through email at the very least but i haven't spoken to him in person yet uh everyone else has uh that that's part of my team but uh he's very minimal in the email so we sent it over to him and uh, you know are you down and he said gia and that, that was literally all that it took. So he went into the studio <laughs> and knocked it out. So there's no talking, you know, it's like, let's just do it. So um, that's how that came together. And then, you know, everyone else was just, again, people that I wanted to get on there, you know, uh, MED, Guilty Simpson, Fat Cat, from, you know, those guys are from Detroit. You know, MED, of course, is, is uh, linked up with uh, Mad Lib and, and Ono, um, you know, out of the Stone Scroll family. and, and and for Sean and you know I mean like it, it's it was kind of like a family affair a little bit and, and you know I'm pretty happy with how it came out all right so what do you, what do you say what's next for you what you gonna be working on now what am I gonna work on now um so I have some other albums that are going um I don't want to say exactly what it is but I'm working with uh people based on the album that we did on solo projects right now. Um, so we're branching out basically from the album, we're putting together different kinds of uh, albums and projects. I got some EPs coming um, and with, with some new people. And then we're gonna be doing kind of like another uh, gathering album because it, it, it has, um, it, it's, it's been received well. And I think we see something uh, that we could kind of uh, double up on. And so, um, that's probably going to be happening uh, fairly soon. Um, we, we are, the one thing I can say, though, is that we are going to be doing a, uh, a deluxe version of uh, The Gathering. So there's going to be new songs, and we're going to be putting that out, putting that out soon enough. But uh, we're recording right now. Um, songs are being made for that, and uh, we're going to have some new people on it. And... Um, you know, just ex kind of extend it. They give give people a little bit more than uh, than thirteen songs uh, uh, for that album. Yeah. I'm asking you far as like, uh, so what did you notice? Like we say, you was out for a minute, and you got back into the game. What what's the difference you noticed? I know you probably noticed like eight years is a big difference. Yeah. Music. What have I noticed? Uh, the one thing that I noticed that is uh, different is when I got out, uh, people were really starting to build up their quote unquote brand. And back in the days, you know, like at least in like the 2000s, it wasn't about building your own brand. It was about kind of like, you know, I want to put together a mixtape or I want to get on that person's album or for a rapper, they just were just trying to get their career going and trying to get signed to whoever they could to put out, put out an album. But around like the late, uh, 2000s, like 2009 and all the way into about 2012 or 13 when I kind of fell off the map, 
people started, it started becoming like you yourself are your own brand. And for me, that was foreign because I'm a producer and I'm supposed to be behind the scenes. I'm happy being behind the scenes. I don't necessarily want, I didn't want to be the focus of attention. I wanted the attention on the music, but not me myself. And, um, you know, as, as social media continues to evolve, there's more and more information, more transparency to fans. And I was, I was resistant to that because I'm like, look, I don't want you to see what, where I live. I don't want you to, you know what I mean? Like the, the wall between privacy, you know, your personal life and, and work life, that wall has been taken down like long time ago. And I, I just wasn't like with it at first. And I was just like, no, you, I don't want to talk to you. I don't know who you are, you know? And now that I'm back, coming back in, that's just the standard. That's just the way that it is. It's about building up your own. I mean, based, I mean, look at you. You're doing your own thing. You know what I mean? And and that's the way of of doing things these days. And I've, you know, I've come around to it. So I'm fully embracing it now. So I would probably say that's probably the biggest thing that's different. It's not about um, trying to get on to uh, the biggest websites. It's not about the biggest blogs. The big thing now is that you are engaging with fans and getting music directly to them without third-party interference. You know, it's, it's without labels now. You know, that's the, that's the future. It's more doing it independently. It's about your own structure. And um, that's something that's a lot different than it was before. You know, before I was like, let me get signed to so-and-so. I need sponsorship from this, from these people. And now it's not even about that. You're, you're your own thing. You're your own entity. You can build it up yourself. And so, you know, luckily I have people around me that give me good advice. And, you know, we're heading in that direction now. Thus, the gathering is the first offering that's coming from the quote-unquote serve at Arano brand. And uh, there's a lot more to, to come from that. Okay. And what are some of your interests outside of music? Oh, so outside of music, um, I'm a big, um, I'm a, <laughs> I am not uh, an expert, but I enjoy uh, good bourbon and whiskey and tequilas. Um, I also love wine. So a lot of <laughs> things that I do outside of music, I'm going out, well, not so much anymore, but you know, I'd go out to, to you know, cocktail bars or, or places or um, like speakeasies where they have, you know, um, where they pour thousand dollar shots of, of, uh, of, you know, bourbons and stuff, stuff that's really rare. And so I've gotten into that, not to say that I'm buying a thousand dollar pours <laughs> of, of alcohol, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting in there and I'm exploring, you know, that kind of stuff. I, it, it, I just love, I, I love, um, I want to say this without sounding like an alcoholic, but I love alcohol, but I respect alcohol. I don't abuse it. You know what I mean? It's like when you're younger, you just want to get there. You know what I mean? But when you're older, at least for me, now that I'm older, I want to experience it. I want to savor it. You know, I, I t I've slowed down. So I'm not just down in whole bottles or anything like that. You know, that's for when I was like, maybe like 22 or something like that. But, and maybe I still might do that now <laughs> if, I, if I'm in a, uh, if I'm in a studio session, um, 
which I was recently. It was me, Bashan, uh, Planet Asia, and this guy Nino Bless, and we were uh, we were in a studio session recording like maybe a month ago, and I just went out and bought a, a nice bottle of bourbon and and kind of poured it for everyone in some red solo cups and. We had a good time. So, you know, sometimes those things happen, but I do find a lot of uh, interest in, in uh, things like wines. Yeah, I got some wine back over here. Um, I have more wine um, stored away, but, you know, it's just something that I like to do, something that me and my wife both enjoy. We like going to new places. Um, other than that, man, it's, it's, it's pretty much just work, music, enjoy a drink here and there um and spending time with friends i mean it's it's pretty pretty uh, clean cut right now okay then what advice would you give to new artists uh new artists well one thing i will say is that um it's not going to happen overnight uh as much as you might see that uh viral things do happen you know, where some some kind of interview could blow up or a song can blow up. You know, those things are possible now. Um, but, I, I mean, more so than it used to be before. But don't expect that you're going to be uh, the biggest this, have the biggest brand right out of the gate. I think it all takes time. It, it's, it's, a, it's a slow burn. Uh, it's, and, you know, it, it's about people getting to know you. And I think the younger generation mostly knows that, but I do think that sometimes for uh, younger generations, there's an expectation to blow up fast. And that's because you have a lot of ambition. And I get that. I had the same thing too. But, um, you know, just be okay with not being successful at first. Before you do anything that's worthy of making money, maybe you should be good at what you do first. And then you can start to see the reap the rewards of it. It's about putting that ten thousand hours in. I don't know if you've probably heard you've heard yeah. that, but you know you got to put that in before you you've mastered your craft. And so you know, enjoy the process, learn, um, always be a sponge to people giving you good information. Sometimes you'll get bad information, but that's the part of growing up and learning. So if you're new, you know, um, put put your work in because. The thing that people are gonna respect later is not necessarily how many views you have or how many streams you end up getting. It's are you gonna gain the respect and a customer to your to your product? If it, the product's weak, then no one's gonna come back for it. You know what I mean? You could be just a one hit whatever on, on the internet, but consistency is the thing is, that's going to grow your brand and make you, um, solid in the business or whatever industry that you're into. Mm. All right, what would you like to say to your fans and supporters? Well, to all, you know, my new fans and supporters, um, thank you for everybody that's been supporting me. Uh, like I said, I've been gone for a minute. Some of you may know me from back in the days. I used to work with a lot of people, but I'm officially back and uh, it feels good. Um, thank you for everyone that's been streaming, uh, that's been uh, sharing what we've been doing, uh, the videos, the, the, um, the music. And um, I look forward to bringing you guys more content uh, this year. There's gonna be a lot of stuff coming and it's not stuff that's necessarily that we're, just gonna, that we're gonna be selling. It's gonna be stuff for the fans. And um, I'm 
you know, I'm very grateful. If anything, I'm just most grateful for every, for anybody that takes any interest in what I'm doing because, you know, two years ago, I was off the map. No one cared about anything that I was doing and I didn't care about, about being in the business. But now that I'm here, I've been, um, people have, you know, uh, welcomed me with open arms uh, back into the, to the music business. And, and thank you very much for uh, just supporting and, and checking in on me. All right, man. I'll say thanks for coming through politics with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, by the way. Thank you for for reaching out and wanting to do this as well, man. I, I really, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. You want to tell me your social media and everything? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I'm more on my Instagram than I am on my Twitter, to be honest. But uh, they're both the same. It's Sir Veterano. S I R V E T. R A N O. Um, you can send me a message. I'm not somebody that won't respond to you. Just hit me up. Tell me what what you like. You know, what, what, or you have a question, whatever it is. Just holler at me. What's up, everybody? This is Poe from PoePolitikin.com. I'm I'm into wholesale real estate. I did an online course and I thought it was pretty cool, so I want to share it with y'all. The name of the course is called the Varsity Class, and it's an online course that will teach you the tools to become a real estate investor. This course will show you everything you need to know about wholesaling properties and real estate that can potentially earn you $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 or more. So you can make a lot of money in this wholesale real estate. This is a good course to get you uh, get your foot in the door. So you can change your life today. And the link is bit.ly backslash pole homes. So bit.ly backslash pole homes with an S. So thank you. Check it out. I'll holla.